This is the Crit RPG Podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything lit RPG, progression fantasy, and royal roads. Alright, hi and welcome to the Crit RPG Podcast. To the pilot episode of this wonderful new adventure we're going on. Today with me is Haylock, writer of Heretical Fishing and other fun stories. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Uh, you're hailing from the sweet shores of Australia. Absolutely, uh, based on the Gold Coast of Southeast Queensland. A beautiful, beautiful place. Ooh, that's nice. I mean, like we talked about, um, we talked about it before the show started. You mentioned you are writing while you're walking on the beach. Um, that sounds lovely, yeah. and I'm jealous. Definitely attempting to write while walking along the beach. <laughs> the uh, the audio doesn't pick up too well with all the wind, um, but I, I've definitely tried it. I've definitely written a few a few paragraphs at least, or mapped out scenes while walking along the coast. Mm-hmm. All right, it's like dictation. Very fitting. So with dictation, right? Yeah, yeah, with dictation. Yeah, yeah. yeah we spoke about that before, and uh, I outlined my own struggles with dictation software. Um, <laughs> either paying like a thousand bucks for Dragon. Um, by the way, Dragon, you can sponsor us. Um, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. Please, thank you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Please, please sponsor us, Dragon. Uh, like we're not even we're not even like two minutes in. We're already shelling out and. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah already shilling <laughs> but yeah speaking of shells um novels about things that live on beaches are very hot on royal road right now and i think you kickstarted a trend do you want to introduce a novel heretical fishing yeah absolutely um so the novel heretical fishing uh that i've been writing for about 40 days now um but has been stubbornly kicking around my head for about a year mm-hmm. not wanting to get out of there yeah um started writing it essentially it's a a slice of life um action combination thing um basically about a man that has all these he arrives in a new world has all these pressures to um become a strong person but he just wants to go fishing and that's what he does <laughs> all right i mean the subtitle is if i correct if i recall it correctly it's uh Guide to fishing, annoying the cults, and outsmarting the wait, outsmarting the fish, annoying the cults, and what, what was the last one? And alienating oneself. Oh, alienating <laughs> oneself. Yeah, I wonder yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, the world he finds himself in, uh, obviously, there's cults that he annoys. There's fish he outsmarts, um, and fishing is essentially frowned upon where he arrives. Oh yeah, um, but he sticks with it alienates himself a little bit but you know eventually finds some friends along the way oh okay so alienating himself from society okay i get it yeah 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 <laughs> okay because <laughs> I, I i for the love I, i'm i'm not a native speaker um i know i fake an american accent like relatively well like but uh i was not oh, getting no. that <laughs> oh right no your english is amazing that's the first time i think i might have stumped you with a word or oh, a, yeah. a phrase <laughs> oh thank you thank you yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think um, a friend of ours, host, does that a lot more. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like we're on a we're both on on a Discord server, which is why you were my, were my first victim. You were you're easily, yeah, I think, yeah. right now the most famous of us all. Um, really, just a beacon of hope 
for all those middling authors um, who have <laughs> for never... now yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so um i would actually like love to kind of um, partake of your wisdom in a few minutes but before we get into that i kind of want to know i mean you've mentioned this already a little bit it's, it's been it's been rummaging around in your head but why heretical fishing like what was the thing that really made you go i want to write a novel about a guy who's basically elon musk but gets hit by his own tesla truck <laughs> yeah it's um anything creative i'm a bit of a woo-woo guy so i kind of have the feeling that things just come to us um i'm sure anyone that writes sort of just has these these throwaway thoughts that come um some of them repeatedly come and won't go away mm -hmm. uh this was one of those uh so it started out as you know um i was listening to uh beware of chicken at the time which is a very popular uh, slice of life sort of comedy on royal road and amazon um, I was listening to that at that time and I was halfway through writing another book and somehow I just thought like, man, this would be awesome if he was fishing. Because mm -hmm. I like, obviously I like fishing. I've written a book about a man that just goes to a new world and decides to go fishing. You do live on the beach. Um, I do live on the beach so of Australia. So I'm, I'm in a, a prime location for fishing and, you know, mm. uh, water-based activities. Yeah. Um, so it was a recurring thought um i did go a bit business minded on it i then took it and like analyzed if i thought it would be a good story um and basically i i, I didn't see any reason why it wouldn't do well i didn't think it would do as well as it has done i thought it would find like you know a niche target with people that have mm -hmm. gone fishing you know like um it's one of those things that I find very relaxing to do and you know there's a certain feeling like there's adrenaline spike uh, when you like when you hook a fish or when you feel a bite there's mm. it's a very exciting thing like it's exciting enough for people to go out and spend all day catching nothing just in the hopes of you know getting that dopamine hit oh, yeah. of actually you know catching a fish um, so I thought that in you know in literature would be you could make that exciting you could make that uh, enjoyable and I couldn't find anything I was like my first thing was like oh well I'll, I'll see if I, I'll see if I can find this story and there was nothing like searching fishing on Royal Road or even on Amazon didn't really find anything fantasy related um so i felt the need to get the words out there and like i said i, I tried to banish the story from my head because i was writing something else and i was like you know focus me to focus but it just kept coming it right. wouldn't go away <laughs> i mean i, I can I, I totally see it right i mean the entire thing i mean you you mentioned um we were off chicken before which is a, like a yangsha wuxia wuxia i think novel um i yeah, don't know the difference it, actually, quite honest. Uh, please don't stop me right <laughs> yeah. please don't stop me for that um but um I think, like, now that you mention it, it's all, something almost, like, um, transcendental to fishing, right? Um, I mean, I've never fished. Um, I'm kind of like a wussy guy who can't kill anything. But I, I, yeah. I can see that kind of, like, balance between, like, a meditative state and then this rush of, like, I'm about to kill something. Like, I really, <laughs> I really, I really can see that, yeah. Yeah, I definitely... Um... Yeah, I'm sort of the same, which is funny because I, I like fishing. So obviously, you know, I do uh, humanely kill some fish in order to eat them, um, which is something I've reflected in the novel too. Like, you know, anything that is killed is done instantly, humanely. There's no um, the main character Fisher with a C, <laughs> F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Um, the German he doesn't use. Yeah, yeah, German name. Uh, it was. Um, yeah, it's actually German for, like, it's the German surname for fishers, fishermen. Um, 
but was also from um, one, another thought that wouldn't leave my mind of a lecturer uh, when I was in university that told me about the uh, the Nobel Prize winner Fisher who discovered caffeine, whom I very much appreciate because coffee is my life. Yeah, you would have, you would have thought that this guy would have been named barrister or barista, but. Anyway. <laughs> yeah well yeah he discovered the molecule for it anyway so um, <laughs> oh, that's not, he actually cool. yeah 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 awesome. yeah so i mean that tied in i was like okay you know that has to be his name um but yeah he doesn't um he doesn't like uh kill anything he doesn't i mean obviously he, he kills things for food but he does everything humanely he doesn't use live bait which is also something i don't do because i don't i don't agree with it um totally you know totally fine for people that do want to do that but uh, that doesn't bring me joy. That makes me sad. Mm. Yeah, okay. I get it. Um, mm. I mean, you mentioned something that actually made me think a little bit. Um, and that mm-hmm. was related to a quote from Stephen King. Um, I think he said that writer's notebooks are the graveyard of bad ideas. Um, or treasure trove <laughs> yeah. of, of, of bad ideas or something like that. Um, and that, yeah. like, if you have a thought for a novel or a thought, or an idea for a novel, it will, and it sticks with you, and it doesn't go away, it's a good one. Um, and I think this, it, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's definitely kind of true, isn't it? Um, the way you mentioned that. But I would like to actually segue from that to asking you, what's the best kind of, like, writing advice you've ever gotten? Yeah, um, so I'm a big proponent of... Um, we're lucky as authors in today's age. There's so much advice and good advice. Like you have, um, you have Brandon Sanderson's lectures online for free, his university lectures. You have like 20 books of 50K. You have their YouTube channel from their live events, which is just a treasure trove of advice. Obviously, not everything will apply to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the advice that I, the best advice I got personally uh, was just start. Like as simple as that sounds, like just start writing. I think people get very neurotic about it. Um, I definitely did this to an extent. I spent like a year plus just like uh, listening and spending so much time um, like listening to writing advice without actually writing anything. And the true improvement came when I just started writing. And like the the first words, you know, they weren't great. When I came back and to edit my first, you know, um, I wrote like 200,000 words before I even edited the first um, chapters. And like the the marked improvement from that was insane. Like you, just writing is so important to improving. I'm going to write any day now. I'm going to write. <laughs> yeah. I have this idea. I'm just going to start. Yeah. Like it's, it's scary and it's hard writing those first words. Like I can, I still remember the day because it like it, it gets lodged in your mind, like of me just going to a yeah. cafe and like punching out like four thousand words, and oh I can I can picture everything I did that day. Those are the numbers that I can only dream of. Oh yeah, no, that's the thing too, because because I'd listened to so much writing advice and like all of it, everything in the indie space is like, you know, words, words, words. You need to get your words. That's what matters. Just getting your words every day. So I was like, okay, I need to get four thousand words. I just like just this stream of consciousness written out, and like the dialogue was stunted, and the sentences were really janky. Um, but you know, in, in getting those out, that's, that gives you the chance to improve and coming back to them later, it was easy to improve on them. My issue isn't, isn't the writing. I can write all day. I can, I can like, until I hurt my wrist, that is, I can write all yeah, day. Yeah. Um, but the editing is a problem, right? So like the mm-hmm. moment, the moment I edit 
there's this, this French guy in my head going like, what is this? Who has written this nonsense? Oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that ties into other good advice I got as well, which is uh, knowing when to let it go. Yeah, absolutely. That one. And I think that's, a, I think, you know, your problem is also my problem and the problem of a lot of writers because yeah. you want to, you can polish something repeatedly and over and over and over, but at some point you're not really improving it. And I had to hear that from like 10 different people before that stuck with me. And I went, okay, like it's time to try. It's time to just write something else. And that's when I wrote Heretical Fishing, which has been the one that has like really oh. taken off. So thank God that advice finally lodged in my brain and I, you know, moved yeah. past a previous project. I, I had a I had a friend in, in real life who um, who, had, who was on the very much on the same track, right? She, um, mm. she wrote this like intensely well-crafted novel about like this this kind of like fa- fascist Europe where uh, two refugees are trying to get like I think from like Spain to France or something, um, and it was like it was heartbreaking. It was just great, but it also was completely soulless. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And then then she wrote like this like oh, you know what I'm just gonna write something like this like easy and fun and just gonna type it down. It was like send it out. And it was, it was in traditional publishing. It was like 2011 or something, right? When Royal mm-hmm. Road wasn't really a thing yet. And she just sent it out, um, and immediately the first publisher was like, "This is great. We want this." And she hated it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but it was actually actually quite good. Um, she she's German. She wrote it in English, and it gets published in German. So someone went to the length of translating it all back, and it wasn't <laughs> they translated it back. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, but um, like the the lesson from that, I think, is um, definitely like shutting out that like inner critic is super important when you're writing um but it's also super important when you let it out to kind of not have that part of your personality kind of um stop you from writing right because i mean i've certainly yeah. been in a headspace where i was thinking oh anything i write is just going to be so bad i'm going to be mad at myself later <laughs> yeah yeah you'd like the the dread of coming back to read it absolutely yeah it's so tough one point of advice that helped me there was to um, accept that if you know how to do it better, you know how to do it better, right? It's a learning process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's you just yeah you have to you have to go through. I think everyone has to go through that, yeah. um, especially to improve. Like it, you improve over time. Um, another thing that people like it's always said that it's a marathon, not a sprint, which is so true. Like. Mm. Even if you write, if you write an entire book and, you know, even you're not happy with it and it's terrible, the next book you write is going to be better. And the one after that is going to be better. Like if yeah. you can manage to get past that block of stressing and worrying about it being good, like just think of it as a skill you're improving. Oh, yeah, for sure. Incrementally. Yeah. I mean, like if we're, if we're, if you're uh, like quoting St. Sanderson again. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's written like what like 10 novels 11 novels before he got published like he was like 31 or something he started writing when he was 16 yeah so definitely um definitely definitely i mean the 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 author who wrote harry potter um i don't know who she is i, I forgot her name um Anyway, someone asked me this today jk rowling <laughs> someone else asked me this today she um yeah. she was like what like 46 something yeah, yeah. I think like the hyper example is like George R. R. Martin as well. He was a starving artist for like twenty to thirty years, like really struggling, and then, bang. But that that's like like dedication, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Single mindedness. 
I think you, yeah, you, you'll find out if you enjoy doing it too. Like once I started writing, I was I sort of just I was like, oh well, this is what I do now. You know what I mean? There was no like, oh maybe I'll write a book and see how it goes. I was like, oh, uh, this is what I like. Like I sort mm-hmm. of everything else sort of fell by the wayside. That's really nice. They're doing this full time now, then. If you are a friend of the Kazoo ad, you have to be very very strong now. I regret to inform you that. Sherlock went and bought the tier that removes the kazoo ad from all podcasts. And and now it is gone. So you got Sherlock to thank for that. On the other hand, if you want to add the kazoo ad again, there's a tier for that too. Thanks so much for listening and let's get on with the show. Oh no, I still have a I very much still have a day job. Um but we're working on it. To me to me it was like it's a it's a matter of time, you know what I mean? It's not like an if one of my stories will allow me to, or a combination of my stories will allow me to go full time. It's just a matter of when. Oh yeah, totally. I mean Yeah. If you're looking at the, at the business side of things, right? If you if you put like heretical fishing, maybe some advanced chapters or like an advanced edit or something on uh mm-hmm. KU and then maybe maybe like write something new on um like on the on the side after you finish the uh, the the first novel that you had. What was it called, by the way? What was what called? Sorry. The the first novel that you wrote. Oh, uh, it's called the Aggressive Ascension. All right, and that's also available in Royal Road, yeah. Yep, it's currently uh, on a bit of a break. Yeah. Because there is some changes I want to make before I continue publishing it, and I'm sort of fixated on uh, heretical fishing. You want to add more crabs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's just not enough crabs. Like, how can it be a good story without crustaceans? So yes, yeah, it is absolutely. what it is. So after yeah, after you know all the readers begged and moaned for more crabs, I decided they were right, and I had to go back and adjust that. Pinnacle of evolution, gotta have crabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carcinization is coming for us all. <laughs> oh god, yeah. We'll, we'll all get gooped by the giant claw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In case uh, any of our listeners don't know what's going on, don't worry, we don't either. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta ask host about that. Um, anyway, um, you mentioned actually you had, you had some friends who, um, told you or like enemies, I guess, but they said that your edits didn't really like move the needle on aggressive ascension, like real life friends or online. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, another good tip, I guess, is just asking people for help as weird as that sounds like, um, there's so many author groups you know, I mean, we're in like a random Discord now that formed on Reddit, and like it's been, I think, largely helpful for everyone involved. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh, really good constructive criticism. I got really good. I got a lot of help with editing, um, just posting on the Lit RPG Authors Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, I got. Uh, I just posted a thing. I was like, hey, you know, can anyone? Give me a help. Like I've edited, I've edited this thing like ten times, like the first two chapters, and I'm blind to it right now. Which is, you know, that happens. It's so hard to, you can't really. It, it's hard sometimes to edit your own work and look at it objectively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of help uh, from friendly authors reaching out. Uh, the the main one came from Seth, who uh, the the author of Big Sneaky Barbarian. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have to actually check what he publishes under because it's a different name that I only know from his regular name. No, oh yeah, sorry. He so he publishes under Seth McDuffie uh, for Big Sneaky Barbarian. He's also a lovely dude. He has a uh, he's a DM on a um, 
a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, so he has a good mic. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, not not like also us, right? With maybe, like no soundproofing and like not even having an audio monitor, so I have to edit everything in the end. Yeah. Yeah, me in my lounge room with like a Void Corsair headset. <laughs> Sounding scuffed as anything. It sounds great over Discord. I mean, what can I say, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look, we're working with what we got. Okay, now this is becoming a podcasting podcast, so uh, let's not do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next up is continuing our writer's advice block, basically. Um, yep. So we already asked you what best advice you got. But now I want to ask you how to apply it, basically. So what's one thing you've really learned about the craft of writing over the course of writing heretical fishing? Is there anything you would go back now if you had the time and like completely redo or something like that? Yeah, um, there was... I'm not sure I have anything for heretical fishing or things I would adjust, um, which, you know, it may be because it hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be because I've reached a point where I'm mostly happy and content with the choices I made um, mm-hmm. after spending like a neurotic amount of time writing and editing the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably better to reference the first book. I definitely have things I would change. Right. Um, in retrospect, the um, the main character, because I, f- I structured it as a party um working together i was like okay i want a story where it's a you know it focuses on a group of people rather than a single person as a result i think my mc kind of falls flat sometimes all right Um, and that's definitely something that's a really important thing um because even though it's structured as a party um readers need to you know feel a connection with the person who it's it's written in third person but it's still from his perspective from his point of view um, so that absolutely is a, uh, something I definitely learned um, just from publishing because I wrote the first one for so long. Um, I relied on help from uh, Seth McDuffie in particular for the uh-huh. early author, um, early chapters, but I never put any of the chapters out. I never went through a um, – I could have gone for a um, beta reader, a paid beta reader through like Fiverr or something. Ooh. They probably would have picked this up, a good one. Um, or I could have just published it on Royal Road earlier and actually gotten that advice because I could have just fixed that up right from the start. Instead, I got like 200,000 words deep and I've got this main character who kind of falls flat and he's being carried by the auxiliary characters who I love and readers seem to love. Um, but yeah, the main character seems to have fallen flat for people, which is an issue that is one of the big issues that I need. I want to fix before I continue publishing the words I have on it. Definitely if you're there, I, um, I wrote this urban fantasy. From this point of view, from this, it uh, doesn't really matter. Um, but I was like, I think, 120,000 words in when I realized that point of view doesn't work. It, it's just not exciting <laughs> at all. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> so, that so I yeah. suddenly I had to like redo the entire thing. Basically, I, I threw it away and wrote a new novel um, based, <laughs> yeah. based on an auxiliary character. And um, yeah, if, we, if we're looking at Torchbearer, um, the novel I'm writing currently... Uh, it's, yep. it's basically the same thing, right? <clears throat> it started out as this novel about a young boy who finds a tank imbued with the AI of his dead mother. Um, but uh, the the guy isn't even in the novel anymore. Um, the main character isn't even a mother. <laughs> it's it's yep. completely changed. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely. It just evolves. Definitely. Yeah, I've, I've, that's a recurring problem for me. I mean, I've only. Um, I'd say I've stuck with two fictions. I've started a lot of fictions, but sort of dropped them over the years yeah. before I really started um, just under two years ago. 
but uh, originally uh, The Aggressive Ascension was written in first person. Mm -hmm. And I wrote like 40,000 words and was like, I'm an idiot. This is a story of a party and a team. Like first person doesn't work. What am I doing? So yeah, I had to go through and rewrite all that. And that um, is a painful experience. Nowhere near 120. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also did the same thing with heretical fishing. When I started writing that, I was so used to the uh, the third person. I just I was like, oh yeah, I'll just do third person. I got maybe fifteen thousand words in and went, what am I doing? This is this needs to be first person. Like Matt, thankfully, um, that wasn't too hard to change. It's sort of like a lot of going through and searching, like he himself, <laughs> his, and just like replacing. Oh, yeah. um, there was a fair, there was some paragraphs that, like had to be rewritten entirely. Um, but thankfully, some still made it through. Like if you look through the the comments on like some of the earlier chapters, like one through four, there's someone that's like, hey, uh, he said like his or he here. And it's like, oh God, how did that make it through? Like I did 10 edits. <laughs> how did that get through? Yeah, but that that's something I think is natural as well. Like writing a fair bit and then going like, oh, this is, this is wrong. I need to change this for the story. Oh yeah, totally. Remember the time incident? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now it's time for naming a book on Roy Road that you love. So it's basically about paying it forward, sharing the love. Mm-hmm. I have to give the shout out to Merchant Crab by Host. Oh, yeah. Um, just to tell the story we referenced earlier. Um, so Host, we all joined this Discord um, to for you know improving writing. Yeah. Uh, Host and I had both unpublished stories we hadn't shared with anyone else or each other. And they were both like they both were so similar um, <laughs> in that you know his his main character is a crab, my uh, main sidekick is a crab, but in reading it like we had we had some of the auxiliary characters were named the same mm-hmm. like the language we used when uh, like we the language we used for the crab's expressions was like so similar it felt like I had written it when reading it we all like the um, his main character Balthazar wants to be wants to like get baked goods. Yes. My story like it hinges on baked goods in the beginning as a form of currency. Like it was just kind of insane, like how it converged. Now yeah. I see it. Yeah, yeah. Merchant Crab, fantastic story. Would recommend. It's a story about a NPC crab who just befalls shenanigans. It's it's wonderfully written. It's kind of like slice of lifey. It's very uh, it's very charming. In, as soon as I read those uh, the chapters he posted on the Discord before publishing The Royal Road, I knew I wanted to read more. So I'd highly recommend check out Merchant Crab on Royal Road. Now I'm, I'm bringing up the, um, the, the, the cover blurb here. And I'm going to try and read it out, even though my voice is breaking. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I was not prepared. I need to make tea for the next podcast. Um, so again, prime production value right here. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our best. So, Balthazar was just a random giant crab NPC enjoying his life in a fantasy world full of bothersome adventurers. But then he had to go and accidentally discover the secret of attributes and levels. Also pie. With baked goods and coin as his new life goals, he turns to the competitive business of trading the random junk adventurers loot every day. Follow Balthasar as he does everything to find a baker. Except leave his pond, because exploring the dangerous world out there is for suckers. Witness how adventurers just can't seem to stop dying around his home. And cheer for a crab who makes great new friends by simply buying them.
I think I this this blurb <laughs> says it all. I think so. Go and give it a read. Absolutely. Merchant Crab yeah. by Host um, on Royal Road. It's on Rising Stars right now, actually. Yep. It is. Yeah, it's climbing. I I think he's just cracked a thousand followers. He has a thousand and one. He's cracked it today. I've been watching it because it was getting. He was approaching a thousand, so I've been watching it this afternoon. <laughs> So 1,001 followers. It's just like in that Arabian Night story. Um, 169 favorites. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Noise. <laughs> yeah. 56, nice. 56,922 total views. So give it a go, you guys. I don't think you can go wrong. I've read it myself. And if, you're not, if you aren't hooked by chapter three, I don't know what will hook you. All right. <laughs> yeah. It starts out strong. It's very well done. It starts heroically strong. All right. So, you want to give any shout-outs? I mean, you've already mentioned like lots of people who helped you before, but if you want to give some more shout-outs, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just shout-out some of the stories from the Crit RPG Discord where we've all been hanging out and helping each other. Obviously, there's your story, Torchbearer. Oh. We've got to check that out. Very exciting. Uh, we've got uh, Bubba Vader with the... Is Owl Another World? Oh, yeah, Owl Another World. Yeah, that's also really cool. <laughs> yeah. So good. We've got K Novels. We've got Rasha Sud. Yeah, Rasha, Rasha is, is really cool. Um, Rasha's writing um, Final Boss Final Best Boss Friends. Final Boss Best Friends. Exactly. If you're into horror and um, if you like a little bit of a dungeon crawler call vibe and can't get enough of that, definitely give that a go. Sorry to call back. Sorry to call back to something. Um, mentioning Dungeon Crawler, Carl just reminded me. I meant to say for writer's advice, something that stuck with me from uh, Matt Dinneman huh? about um, over editing. Oh, yeah. So he was he was speaking about um, the overuse of programs like ProWriting, ProWriting Aid, and Grammarly, which can be very useful. Um, if you're using those to like identify uh, grammar issues or e echo the echo function on there to see like words that are repeated mm -hmm. um, too often and sort of like you can find that jarring. Um, also, the uh, passive passive writing identifies that well. But also, if you go through and if you're going to accept every prompt or every suggestion from something like that, um, it sort of sands your story down and makes it very bland. Yeah. Um, so that's something I would keep in mind, you know, back to writing advice from like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> but I think is uh, something that really stuck with me and I agreed with wholeheartedly. I mean, we wouldn't be Quit RPG Podcast if we didn't go off on random tangents at the end of the show. So, Oh, absolutely. I, and crap. There's, there's, there's so much more that we could talk about, like <laughs> AI writing. We could talk about um, there's so many people on our Discord. I mean, we're only 10. But... Um, there are some bangers out there that you haven't even heard of um, that are coming up soon. Absolutely. I think that's what I'm most excited for, personally. Oh, the Zeusified thing? Some, there's some things... Yeah, there's some things in the work. Oh, God. In the works that are... are uh, yeah, Saving Throw 2. Oh, my... Yeah, met, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that to be published. That I'm is... I'm keen that to is... see how they go. Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess this is it. This is our first podcast episode done. It's it. We did it. We, we did made it, it through. Um, Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I mean, you were worried about not being the best of guests, but I couldn't have imagined anyone better. I, I'll be really honest. This conversation was a blast. <laughs> oh, thank you. I had fun too. All right. Um, well, 
Thank you so much for listening to the Crit RPG podcast. Please pardon our non-existent production value. And I hope that this conversation with Haylock was fun to you. If you liked it, please rate up this Reddit post or, I don't know, click like and subscribe, I guess. I have no idea. I'm not an influencer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Follow, like, subscribe, all of the things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Please do give Haylock's story, Heretical Fishing, a read if you haven't already. Or check out Merchant Crab by Host. Both of those are hilarious slice-of-life stories that will make your day just a little bit sweeter. And if you're really into pain and suffering and emotional anguish, try reading Torchbearer. That's the book that I'm writing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And goodbye. Bye. This episode has been brought to you by the Council of the Eternal Hiatus. If you're looking for a Discord server to discuss, read, or write lit RPG, this is the place for you. The server's hella queer, so everyone is welcome. You can find an invite link in the description below this episode. Well, 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 it's a new ad. If you're interested in having your story shouted out on this podcast, please reach out to me under critrpg dot podcast at gmail.com for now i just finished the first book in my own series torchbearer if you like a slow burn story about weak to op main characters mixing magic and technology and numbers going up you might also enjoy this one you can find the link to my link tree down below and that's all for now thank you very much for listening and or watching and let's get on with the show